それでも言いたいこの僕に何ができるって言うんだ窮屈な箱にはあの現実を考えるために何ができるの Listening to the Otaku Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. Today's episode is going to be on rating anime. One of the toughest discussions we will ever do. We're gonna, we're gonna get very, very serious here in a minute. So it's been a while since we've done like a feature type、uh, podcast. We did,、uh, the last one was the Magical Girls. Yeah. Well, this isn't really a one on one, but yeah. No, that's not a one on one, but it's just more examining something and getting to some pretty hot topics and probably making some people angry. Um, but yeah, you can find us on otakuspirit.com. That's where our news, reviews, and coverage of new and old anime, as well as our wonderful community at the forum at the top,、um, and all of our social media links on the right side.、Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to probably get the, the fine print out of the way, all the asterisks, and, and, and、uh, you know, make sure everybody knows what we're coming from here.、Um, I mean, it's, it's something that's been kind of building up for some time.、Um, I'm, I'm not going to dance around it. It's usually caused by listening to other people review,、uh, the feedback we get. Um, some critiques of what we do.、Um, all that kind of stuff just kind of boils up into this is what this is. It's been something that's a long time coming. So if you're somebody that has said something recent and you think this is about you, it's not because we've been building this over probably ever since we started doing、uh, reviews. So it, it's, a, it's a tough subject and something we don't want to do just because we're afraid of it upsetting people because they might think that we're targeting them. But it's not really that. It's really something of a. A generalization, a general concept. It's a discussion that I think is fun to have. It's, it's something that brings up good debates.、Um, hopefully, when people reply to our article for this, they'll understand that and they won't know no attacking anybody or anything like that. We don't want this to be about, I don't like how this person does reviews, or I don't like what these people do with reviews. I don't like this reviewer. It's really a thing of how do you view anime and how it should be rated and. Uh, more deeper subjects of、uh, what makes up an anime and what makes it good or bad. So I think it'll be, I don't think it'll be fun. Yes. Is that all the fine print yeah, that we well, should cover? I, just, I mean, I, I was looking at the bulletin and I think I got it all. Yeah, for the most part. I, I want everybody to be very clear this is not targeting anybody. I know Andrew just said that, but I want you guys to understand this is nobody in particular. I mean, this is. I, 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 we're guilty you, of a lot of the things that yeah, we're going to be talking we, about. We、so. even do this.、Um, how many podcasts are in my, my, on my phone? 
Yeah, I mean, you I don't know. I had to scroll a bit. You had to scroll. I have like fifty million podcasts, uh, and probably twenty million of them are all anime podcasts. So this is no one in particular. This is a common theme that I see through a lot of podcasts. We, we get a lot of feedback, so there's no general, fe- no specific feedback that we're talking about. Um, and a lot of my stuff also comes from gaming and gaming reviews that I think also apply here that yeah. I might bring up. So it, it's a broad thing. I'm not going to claim that we're not bringing up for certain reasons, but nothing specifically is what we're targeting, and that's the main point we want to make. Uh, for those who don't know, we when we when I think we talked about it in our Meet the Host podcast, but sometime mid-last year, we or yeah, it was mid-last year, uh, get my time skills messed up here. Uh, we we gave up the number scheme, right? And so most people probably know that whole story. It's just the idea that at some point we realized a number is a value that just doesn't work. Right? It's it's one of those things where you watch something or you play something and then you go, "This means five. That that doesn't tell somebody what what something is. They don't. It doesn't tell somebody. Why is it five? Where did it get you to get to five? Why does what does five mean to me? It's it's a really a dumb system, um, and that's that's fine if people want to use it. But we didn't feel what we want. What we're doing here, a number system fit, because what we do is we go. This is what the show is. This is why we like it. This is what we might not like about it. But you decide. That's giving you the information you need to decide is better than saying. Eight. Go watch the show because eight. Eight doesn't tell you anything. So we dropped that number system. I know a lot of people still keep it, um, but it, it comes down to an essence of this is what we're doing now. It's really just informing rather than uh, giving you numbers. So, You're right. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, I, I got a couple bullet points here. We're going to kind of go through. Hopefully, this all kind of meshes well together. We might kind of chase rabbits. Uh, it was kind of one of those things that was kind of expected. Um, but hopefully it kind of comes together as something cohesive and entertaining. Um, but, I mean, even though, we, even though we did move to the the lack of the number system, we still aren't afraid of kind of giving people the negatives that I think are needed to know what might be a fault in the show. Um, and I, I'm not going to claim that we weren't guilty of pressing on those negatives. I, I know in the past I've had cases where I, I just got stuck on something. And that's something kind of ruined the show for me. Uh, the one that's jumping in my mind right now is uh, uh, Your Lie in April. The the comedy in that show, jarring in certain situations, is what kind of ruined that show for me. So I'm not, I'm not opposed to the idea that there are some critiques that I think I probably get stuck on. Um, but I think it's, it's, it's a, a necessity in, in watching these shows that you realize the entertainment value in something more than just the critiques. It's really, really easy to get stuck on negatives. Right. It's easy to remember negatives when you're talking about a show. Um, so that's something that we personally have, have struggled with, and I think that's something that a lot of reviewers struggle with, is you came here to talk about the show, but all you're talking about is the negatives of it. Yeah. What yeah. is the show? What What is in the show besides negative, negative, negative? And, and, and one of those things is, is and, and there's the weighing factor, and that, that, that leads into the idea of, um, like the numbering system, it, when you weigh a certain thing, what what may bother me does not bother Andrew as much. What bothers Andrew doesn't bother me as much, and we tend to weigh those a little bit more heavier. Um, I tend to focus more on characters. So if a character is well developed, to me, in my opinion, 
um, that that will weigh heavier on me than it will Andrew. Andrew tends to lean more towards story. So if a story is better told, it'll it'll he'll focus more on that than I will. And so therefore, there's that weighing factor that naturally is inclined into the idea of a review. And that's one of those things that's really hard to describe um, for a lot of people. And um, that's one of those things that you will notice as you go through and listen to a lot of a lot of different people when they are talking about how they feel about it and they describe their opinion. When they when when something is negative, it tends to have a lot more impact on what they're seeing. And so, other things when they're it's almost like a um, like a slap to the face and, and it hurts for a little while. And the person can be looking at you and telling you how great and beautiful you are. But the fact is, is the person slapped you in the face. Right, so you're, still you're stuck on that. Yeah. You're still stuck on the fact that that person slapped you in the face. And, and, and it's a weird, uh, uh, a weird way of putting it. But that's the thing is when something you don't like is there, you tend to focus on that more than the things that you do like. And it, you may get to a point where you're so enveloped in how much you don't like this particular thing that you may be reeling from that and everything that's after it, it you won't like because you won't you won't even notice it. It's like looking at the um, the, 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 the the skunk we or the skunk in the middle of a flower field. I mean, you're focused on that skunk. Right. Um, kind of taking us back a little bit because this is already going into a rabbit hole. <laughs> um, the the main point I was bringing up with the critiquing is it's something that we've been called out on. Um, e- one of the things that we often get, and I often see a lo- other groups get, is the people that jump in and say, uh, "This review is terrible because it didn't like what I liked." Um, but I think the thing is to remember with pretty much any medium and reviewers, movies, games, anime is. You might believe that a reviewer is supposed to be like this this final call. And granted, I, I understand the idea that if you if you see a bad review of a show that you really like on a big site, you think that that's tarnishing the name of something you enjoy, and you want more people to learn about it so that you can talk about it. And that that's an understandable thing. Um, but the more important thing is to realize that we're not reviewers. We're not critics. Right. Here, we're not reviewers. We're not critics. We are fans of anime. Right. And we're here to, yeah, we put review up on the top article title, but that's because that's what people are searching for. But in actuality, we're just talking about these shows. Um, and that's, again, back to where I said before, that's something that we want to do is to give people the information they want to decide for themselves. Um, and it's also kind of one of the things that's kind of building up recently is this idea of, of giving reviewers too much credit, people that call themselves a reviewer, because... In actuality, a lot of reviewers of anime, since it's such a niche market, there isn't a, this is a company that reviews animes. Right. It's always, this is a person with a podcast who's, who's voicing his concern, or this is, a, this is a, a YouTuber over here that's telling you about what he thought about this show. They're not licensed and accredited reviewers from a college or something. They're just people that have a hobby and they want to tell people about it. Um, and so that's something you have to take into consideration because when they break down the stuff, it's going to be basically what they thought about a show. So don't don't think that that's, they're the final word, I guess, is the, the point. Um, we're seeing more of it with, like, IGN. I know we weren't going to spe- specify names, but that's kind of an easy way to kind of give an example. 
Um, but the problem that I have with IGN is you have this element of this is a company that is about keeping the lights on and they're about games. Yeah, there's a few people within there that I think are very passionate about anime and I, I love that IGN has an anime group. Um, but when it comes down to it, when I see the other aspects of that, that side, it's really a what's going to drive views, what's going to drive clicks. And that kind of, I'm not saying it for the sake of, wow, they're getting a lot of viewership over there versus us. It's not a jealousy thing. It's more of a, I hope that that's not viewed as the the final call. When people think gaming, they think IGN. Well, I'm a little jealous of them. They oh, yeah. jumped up on on on, <laughs> and the they get like all the <laughs> they get all the reviews that are all the the interviews that we've yeah, been fighting for. That too. <laughs> and that's one of those things that's kind of a side tangent. But we had for the longest time. I mean, we were going through all these different sites: Funimation, Crunchyroll, um, all the major outlets. Sentai Filmworks. We're we're sending them emails saying, "Hey, uh, we want to make some kind of partnership with you. We don't want money. We don't want ad revenue." We want you to come on to here to talk to our listeners. And we never get responses. I mean, we've got a couple of responses from certain companies uh, like Tokyo Taco Mode. And it's always like, we're not kind of interested right now. So it's like, okay, um, cool. Um, we, we appreciate that. Maybe it's just that they don't want to branch out quite yet. Maybe they don't understand the element of podcasting and, and the viewers, the listenership that we get. Um, even though we kind of pointed out to them, like, look, we have a listenership. But... IGN Anime Club comes around and boom, they get like after one after another, they crunchy roll in there and Funimation already. Oh, yeah. It's like, I wish we had these connections, but, but I, I kind of understand they know that the, that site is huge. They already have a preset fandom that's on that site, uh, but it is kind of one of those little frustrating things. But uh, I think the more frustrating aspect is like, we're here reviewing all of the shows that you talk about, uh, all the shows that you release. We're the ones that are over here saying, here's how to find all the shows. And yet you're not giving us any kind of attention. We, yeah. we want to we bring people to you. Why don't you see that kind of thing? So mm-hmm. it's kind of a, a side tangent and a side frustration, but not really the, the main topic of this. Um, but I think the, the biggest problem that I see with some of the major sites that are technically... Uh, they're getting ad revenue. They are funded. They're 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 sites that are not hobbyists like we are. It's it's sites that they make their living off those sites. Is that they don't they often don't see the the cultural differences. A lot of the things are still impacting them. They will see, you know, this trope that we're we're more used to. We we see this all the time. They'll see this trope and go, whoa, oh oh, can we talk about that? Um, and that's kind of a a frustrating thing to me. I I right. don't. I don't like – I listen to them. I watch them. I go to their websites, all these different websites, not talking about just IGN. And I, and I appreciate what they supply. But I think a lot of the cases that, is that they, they see it as a business. They don't see the fandom behind it. They don't see why people enjoy seeing this goofy trope. They don't see why uh, there's a – they don't see why there's a very young girl who's who's been seen as, as, as sexual or moe, whatever you want to call it. Because technically that's their culture – that's that's that age is okay over there, and they they get panicked over it. And I and I kind of see an aspect of it being a, yeah. Technically, you have sponsorships and you have ads that if they see, say Maria from uh, 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 Sister New Devil, if they see Maria, you know, half naked on their website, 
they're going to go, well, you have ch- child pornography on your website. We don't want to be there. Whereas we see it as, yes, that's Maria. She's a, as a, uh, what, 500 she's years suck- old? Yeah, she's succubus. Suck- I mean, and technically, if she was a human in that age, she'd probably be legal. I mean, it's, it's, they are afraid of those things where we're technically not. And granted, one of these days we might get somebody attacking us directly and we'll get some kind of takedown notice over Maria. But <laughs> for now, we see the societal differences. We see the, the elements that they're afraid to talk about because they're too – I mean, it's, it's one of those things that almost makes me appreciate that we're not tied in with ad revenues. We're not tied in with a certain company that's paying our bills is that we're able to talk about the things that – Technically, nobody touched. Sister New Devil, we just re- uh, a couple weeks ago found out that it's not being localized. It's probably because of Maria. Nobody's going to touch that that license because they'll they'll see it as like child pornography. Too controversial. Yeah, it's a it's a danger. It's a threat, and they don't want to touch it. Um, so it's 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 cool that we can provide people with things that I don't think a lot of groups will touch. Um, and I, I guess that's really the the point there. I don't want to drag that out. Uh, moving on from there, what we're going to talk about is the breakdown. Chris has already kind of jumped right into it, but uh, I want to start talking about how uh, people, uh, often other, other groups will review shows, or technically how we review them. Um, and of course, this is kind of probably common sense for most people, um, but it is kind of an interesting thing to kind of give people an inside baseball kind of thing. And again, we're not professional reviewers, so this is not like, this is exactly how it works. It's just a, I've reviewed hundreds of games i have reviewed we've reviewed lots and lots of anime i think last time we counted was was easily breaking 100 maybe 200 now maybe 300 now not sure i have to count it sometime um but there's always a an aspect especially for us of breaking it down to basically two different elements there's a an entertainment value and there's a visual uh value entertainment value could be like comedy plot um fan service uh things that entertain you what kind of amount of that you get. And of course, since it's a visual medium, yes, anime is a visual medium. So if it looks bad, it looks bad. Um, so the visual is the other main aspect, and that's an animation, art direction, and symbolism if you're if you're going down the penguin drum <laughs> route. Um, but these are these these are these elements that kind of tell what's gonna make up a show. And it's 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 often a it's what weighs if a show's are good or not. We we take these and if we're given plenty of, of comedy, it weighs it higher than a show that has very low plot. And that's really the only way that I think back when we did number values, that was the only way that we could really review this stuff was saying how much this was enjoyable. It was it was really a – this show was a – we did pause back in the day, three out of three pause out of five, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, this show was a, a three entertainment. And so it was the, – the difficult thing that we ran into was – well, you gave this show a three and this show a, a four, and I thought the three was better. Well, it's because we weighed the entertainment value higher on one or the other. It, it's another one of those things where, and it, it's one—it's one of those things that kind of breaks down the review aspect when somebody looks at a review and they they see that it's not equal to what they think. Well, it's it, because well, people it, weigh things and it, differently. And even in that case, it was th- there were two totally different types of shows. Right. I mean. I mean, we'll, we'll, I think that we've even talked about it before. It was it was Sword Art Online and Madoka, right? Right. And and they're very very different shows. And one had a better storytelling than the other one. Yet the other one had good good things in a different way. And and they were very vastly different. And yet this person was saying, well, 
why is this show rated higher than this show when this show is X, Y, and Z? And it's like, well, yeah, but we gave those little explanations in there. All you looked at was the number. And you, if you're going to look at just the number, it, it completely defeats the purpose of me actually doing a review. Yeah, it was because I did two. Re- I did. Re- this is like completely separate from Chris. It was a. I did a written review for both of them, Madoka Magica and Sword Art Online. My main point was, yeah, the original series TV series for me, this huge aspect of or this huge portion of the show was boring to me. Yeah, it had a great twist and a great. It all came together so well at the end. But the overall enjoyment brought the number down for me. Sword Online, I enjoyed the entire first core. It was like there was nothing that I found that was not enjoyable. It was very entertaining to me. And it's not to say that one has a better plot than the other. It's just that one entertained me more than the other. So, But again, that, that, that is the whole point here is really everybody weighs things differently. And it's one of those things that breaks reviews. It, it, it's I guess the point that we're driving here is that Reviews are terrible. Yeah. There's no purpose to reviews but to inform people. So if you're not getting anything out of that but a number or if somebody liked it or not, then you're not getting the information you need to decide for yourself, I want to go watch this show. I, don't know, I, I know this is a side tangent, but something in, a what, lot of them. So, something in what you were saying kind of reminded me of one, one thing that we tr- we strive so hard to – avoid spoilers we 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 do that with such a vigor i mean it's 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 hard to describe how 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 emphatic we are about this because i don't know how many times i have listened to a review and somebody just goes and explains this, the entire is, story and it's this like, is why chris has a big huge list of podcasts and andrew doesn't because andrew every time he hears that <laughs> oh well this the statute of limitations on that is over or or that's like 10 years ago and i get a big huge spoiler delete you're off i mean on twitter you post yeah. pictures of a spoiler for a show boom you're muted i'm taking you off my list i don't want to see spoilers it bothers me so bad yeah and it's and it and it's one of those things it's like i i that if if you are in the mindset of i'm doing a review on a show and i i want to i want to either stop you from watching the show or i want to get you to watch the show you, giving a spoiler kind of defeats the purpose. What's the point in going and watching the show if you already know everything that's going to happen in the show? That's that's one of those things that I've never quite understood the mindset behind that. My way of reviewing a show re- involves spoilers. That doesn't make any sense. It, it really doesn't. Um, it To me, okay, I'm... Well, it, the problem is that when somebody searches for a review for a show... There's two crowds. There's one crowd that wants to get justification for enjoying something. Right. They, they want somebody to confirm with them that this was great. Then there's the other side that is, I don't know what the show is. Let me go find out more about it. You have to cater to the person that does not know anything about it and wants to learn more about it because the other guy's already watched it. Right. I mean, we, we've, had, we've had cases where somebody says, you should, t- you should talk about this. And it's like, no, this is, for, this is for people that have not watched the shows. If you want, if you want that, we'll do a spoiler cast of it. Let us know. We, if you if you think something is worth a spoiler cast, let us know. We'll we'll, we'll think about it. We'll we'll possibly do that. But if it is a quote unquote review episode, I, I'm already breaking the whole review thing, and I hate saying it now. <laughs> if you're if you're listening to our review, that is for the people who've not watched the show. Otherwise, it would be really terrible to have an entire episode where we say because we know most people that listen to us 
have probably watched maybe I probably say average of, of three shows per season, if right. that. So to have you know four podcast parts where we're, we're reviewing seven episodes each, seven times four. I mean that that is a whole bunch of shows that we're going to say here's everything about the shows. Don't worry about watching them pretty much. Right. Um, and that's something we don't really want to do. So was that did I? It just it was something off of what you had said that kind of reminded me. I, I've I've and I know that it's not in our our list, so I I figured we get fine. that out of That's there. That's fine. I'll forgive you this time. <laughs> um, just kind of expand on the weighing value thing for reviews is um, I think I've already pointed out several times that I kind of do a pillar system. Um, and it, it's not always this case. It's not a hundred percent every time. There's three pillars that keep up a show for me. Um, but it, it, in most cases, it is. It is. I think an uh, example that I made recently, or not really recently, it was probably a long time ago now, uh, Rage of Bahamut. It's like I don't need a huge, insane story plot line because I have characters, I have comedies, and I have actions. Y- they gave me those three in very good spades, and that kept the show floating for me. Uh, comedies are probably the only case where it kind of deviates from the three-pillar thing. I, if you have a comedy with great characters, I'm good. If you have a comedy with good action, I'm good. If you have a comedy with good visuals, I'm good. Um, usually it's whenever you're dealing with uh, like action shows or deep storyline shows, I need the three pillars. I need a plot. I need a world. I need characters. I need action. I need uh, world. I need these three pillars to be fulfilled or I'm not going to enjoy the show. Again, it's not always the case. There's often cases where I only get maybe one or two of those things and it'll be an okay show. Visuals is a, visuals is a weird one because I mean, you, you can have all spectrums. I mean, I've, I've sat through some horrid looking shows and if a character kind of sells me and the story kind of sells me, I'm fine with it could look like crap, but if you don't have good characters, you don't have good story, and your visuals are crap, I'm probably well, checking out real quick. It depends on how absolute you're being with the visuals. Because, I mean, shows like uh, In Search of Lost Future and uh, I guess Tokyo Taku Teacher kind of pushed a little way out of there. But, yeah. Um, but most cases, when there's bad visuals, it, it kind of ruined things for me because again, yeah, it's a visual it, it, medium. It's one of those things. It, it, visuals are a, a really you got to be very careful on the visuals. If you have great looking show, um, it's easier to keep going with that show. Right, right. If it's bad, I mean, and the visuals are strong, you're probably going to push through it. But in the end, it's it's one of those things because going off of what Andrew said, my direction is more along the lines of I have to have good characters. Because if my if I can't connect to my characters, you're never going to get to the story for me, and 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 the characters are really what sells a story to me. Yeah. Um, and it, I would say I would say that characters help me be sold on a show, not always needed. Like, yeah, I can I, I can enjoy I'm, a show if I if I'm as long as I'm given those other pillars. Right, and and I'm completely not completely the opposite, but flipped on the the character and plot thing is. Like the characters are important to me, they sell the story to me. Whereas you, the story has got to be there, and then they, the story will sell you the characters, or however you look at it. But yeah, well, because I've 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 run I've run into a couple situations where I've had a show where technically I don't like the characters, and there's some cases where not liking the characters is the point, right? Like you, um, 
the the Iron Blooded Orphans. Technically, I don't. I'm not really attached to any characters right now. Yeah. But I'm. Yeah, a, I'm, a, I'm but I understand. Either. I understand that I'm not supposed to relate to these characters. There's no way that I can relate to these characters. And often, getting attached and liking characters often for me requires me to relate to them. And it's the case with a lot of people. If you can't relate to the character, you can't connect yourself to the story. You can't understand why they're doing what they're doing. And Iron Blooded Orphans really a case where it kind of reminds me that. Yeah, technically you're not gonna you're not gonna understand me, but there's a good reason why you're not gonna understand me because you're not shooting people when you're ten years old. You're not in a mecha fighting with things shooting into your your spinal cord. <laughs> so there's there's a there's a disconnect that's happening. But it's it's a good thing though. I, I'm I agree that if I have good characters, I will be more inclined to attach to the show quicker. And I think that's really a key thing. If you start a show and you're like three episodes in and you have like no care for the characters, you're not going to have anything to drive you along until they get to the plot. Because one of the very important things about shows and one of the more bigger pressing issues that we have with reviewing is the element of wanting something now. And that's something that we get into with our next subject, which is really the desire for a perfect show. We have a huge issue with, of course, it's with every season and we have... Every season we have the people that say within the first episode, worst season ever. Right. Because they're not given episode one, character dies and and crazy crap is happening on the screen and I my mind's blown because this happened. It's because you need time and that's often sometimes what people kind of get pushed away from in shows. Um I guess it's it's one of the things that Well, it's like the the the, the concept of the first impressions, which we've 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 gone back and forth on the idea of the first impressions versus mid-season review and we've dropped the mid-season review in in favor of the first impressions in in hopes that people understand that first impressions are based on three episodes all we do is we watch roughly three episodes yeah we're kind of we're kind of pushing it to about four i think yeah and 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 the idea behind it is you if if you missed this show and it's it's really blowing us away, you guys may want to get, get on board the, now get on before board it gets now to twelve before episodes it gets to the end. end. Yeah. yeah, and and then you hear the the final review and and we say the same exact say bleh, the same exact thing that we said in the first impression. Hey, this show blew us away, and you were like, well, I could have been on on the hype train back there when when they were saying it was really good, but the, on the same token. There's also a bad side to that. Sometimes shows get blow us away at the beginning and fizzle out towards the end. Quite often. <laughs> Quite often. So, I mean, it's, it's a give and take on that one. It, the nice thing about first impressions is you get to hear from the first episodes, hey, this is doing something cool, something new, and it's really neat, and it looks great, and hey, why aren't you watching this? You know, whereas... Other shows, eh, we're, we're not too impressed with this one, so you'll be you'll know to hey, I I, I need to steer away from that one. Yeah, I I think that's the really the main point and the desire for the perfect show is this element of I, I call it the slow burn versus the quick and heavy. Um, I will tell you that more often than not, if a show starts out slow and will often have a really good impactful ending, more so often than I'll just say. There's more often that I will have a show that starts out really great that will fizzle out. Right. There's very, very few times 
I think Noragami Aragato is like the only recent example of this where a show starts off like, oh my gosh. And of course, we, we haven't seen the rest of it, so this could be completely wrong again. Um, it starts like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they're doing this so early. This is great. Please keep doing oh, well, this. What did we say in this last episode? I hope they can keep that up. No, no, <laughs> it's no, only no, four. No. It, it, it feels like we're watching the final arc in yeah. the third episode. It's like, okay, this is crazy. Yeah, and it, it's it's very rare that, I mean, we had a recent example, not a recent example, probably la- sometime last year we had Blast of Tempest. Started off really cool, like this concept, like this character, fizzled out. I mean, there's there's way too many times where we get so excited about something and it fizzles out. Whereas, I, I guess I can't really give the opposite uh, an example, but more of a, we've had a lot of cases where a show starts out slow or does not impress us or has some element that irks you that ends up being something that it, when we stuck with it, we got well, something really yeah, great. Well, well, Madoka is a great example for you. Yeah. Where, I mean, I don't, I don't know at what point you Brand gave didn't up justify on it. it. <laughs> well, it was. And, and I'm, not, I'm not saying that it wasn't justified. I'm saying that, you know, I mean, you watched it. I, I think that one you watched, or was it um, Future Diary? Well, both of them I think you dumped because you thought it was kind of... No, I never touched Future Diaries. You never touched? So no. it was Madoka that you dropped? I think when you finally told me about it, I was like, oh my gosh, what am I sitting through all this stuff? And then you're like, <laughs> stick with it, just stick with it. Um, Steins Gate was a case where, and also Shirobako was a case where I got into like, you know, Shirobako eight episodes and I'm going, oh, what is all this? What When is this going to get good? And then it gets good. And Shirobako is one of those that I'm, I, I really wish I had pushed through. And that, that's, you're going to have to eventually. I'm going to have to eventually. Now that I have true. two art books, <laughs> um, I should probably still set you through the, the video that I made for that. Um, the other good one we have is the, and we kind of hit it on already, is the element of uh, bait and switch, as you called it. Yeah. It's it's a, it almost seems like they're trying to get you into the door with something like fan service generally. And then at some point you realize, oh, you actually have something behind this. And then that always ends up being the most difficult one for us to review because it's always like, you know, you, don't, you guys don't understand. Just, just. If you don't like that, don't worry, because something's going to come up and you're going to like it. Punchline was well, a huge yeah, example it, of that. Punchline is the great example of that. It's it, Because uh, if you listen to our first impression of it, this is just pervy fun. We don't even care. I mean, it's just pervy fun. It's going to be the guilty pleasure of the, the season. And then at when we, we came in on, on our final review, it was like, this is not what it was at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. School Live was another example. Everybody was just angry as all get about the first episode i couldn't get past the first episode did you get to the ending of the episode because then you're gonna get hooked or you might get hooked i'm not gonna say everybody's gonna get hooked but that was a case where you came into it and you're like man this is just moe blob junk what is what's this and then it ends up being something entirely different that will just kind of tug at heartstrings and just get you going watching the show um and what's sad is bringing all these things up the the, the main thing theme and all this stuff is you have to remember that not every show is going to be perfect. No show is perfect, actually. I'm going to say yeah. that. No show is perfect. Well, well the, the, just like uh, one of the things that I had, I, I, I think that at some point I had, I, I after listening to gobs and gobs of, of um, these these podcasts, it's like, okay, roughly about, and, it, and, it, and it's the same with us, too. I mean, if you listen to us long enough, you start to hear which one's kind of... Uh, kind of fizz to the top the, the kind of the cream of the crop kind of usually the ones at the very end chris says why aren't you watching this yet yeah 
these are the shows that kind of kind of you know after all the the shaking and all the bad ones kind of go off to the side these are the ones that kind of stand the test of time and there's roughly about six episodes or six shows per year and i and and i i, I think at the time i had i had figured it up there's about 120 shows every year right now yeah that go that comes out i mean it it, it gives and takes per season but about 120 on average. Now, if you take those six out, that's 114 shows that when you listen to these guys, these are the utter garbage shows. They're, they're the discarded. Yeah. These are nothing. They're, they're not worth your time. Not worth your time. It's not doing anything in crazy awesome, not blowing your mind kind of thing. And that's really the element here that we're talking about is that desire for a perfect show because y- you're expecting way too much of these. Yeah. If, you, if you're expecting every single writer, every single adapted manga, every single adapted uh, visual novel and light novel to be perfect stories, you're kidding yourself. There's no medium in the entire history of mankind that every single show that comes out is perfect. And I think that's one of the things that kind of is is upsetting because uh, – and granted, we, not everybody has a time that we do with our hobby with anime. Um, and uh, I think most of the cases, either people have a lot of work or school – or they just have other hobbies that take up the time. Is and this is our hobby, and, that's and so that, we can hit them all. And we see when this had a lot of potential and it has all these cool aspects. Yeah, it's not perfect, but there was something here that the storyteller wanted you to hear, and you discarded it, and that's sad to us. Yeah, and and, and it's nice to know which shows are the ones that you don't want to miss, but to just totally, I mean, it's like. It would be like saying, "Okay, only I, I'm only going to eat this this piece of cake because it has a cherry on it. The rest of it, I'm going to throw away." I mean, it's it's still cake. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that all shows should be watched because I mean, me and Andrew both have talked about certain particular shows that are absolute garbage, and and and. I'm not saying that, I mean, and even, even those, those shows, ones, there's, even those there's shows, something they're trying to I, tell. Yeah, it's like uh, when when we made the joke about you know would I would I want to ban pupa out of existence? No, because there was some heart there. Whether or not it got done right is a different different animal. But I don't want it to go away because somebody wanted that to do well, and and I have a heart for that. I want to. I wish I knew the story behind that show. Why is it the way it is? What is it supposed to mean to me? It didn't speak to me that way, but it's still an important thing. And and I think that that's something that I mean, art is art, and it doesn't matter whose art it is. It um you don't you don't always have to to know that it it's good art to or art that speaks to you for it to mean something. It means something to that person that did that art. Yeah, I mean, I'm again not not completely not not innocent of it. Uh, again, in search of lost future, I I discredited that show and pushed it off the side. Didn't want to have anything to do with it. Um, even watching uh, recently here, uh, Classroom Crisis, I gave it a lot of heat. But then I see on the forums when we review it, here's somebody that is enjoying it. I think namely Neko. He he enjoyed it. He's seen these elements that were in it. And those were enjoyable for him. So again, we're going back to earlier. We're not the final word. We're not technically reviewers. We're not licensed critics. This is just, here's the shows. We want to talk about them. You might enjoy it, you might not. 
And I think that kind of pointed it out when we reviewed it. I was like, I can see that somebody might, if you like this politics or if you like the, 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 you know, the political stuff, the, the inner workings of a business and the, the fallouts of, of that's involved with that. You have something here that there was that story that he was, that person was wanting to tell Neko got it. And it, it was, it served its purpose. I got, I got some stuff out of it. I enjoyed it. Uh, certain aspects of it just didn't, you know, didn't give it high praises, but there's still, I acknowledge that there was something in there. And it's, and it's important to understand that. I mean, even when we, we go through this, it's in a lot of cases, I, I, I mean, I, I didn't like a particular show and a person had brought kind of pointed out at the, at, at me. And it's like, you know, when it comes down to it, I'm glad you liked the show. Yeah. I am glad you loved that show. And it's important to me that you enjoy that show. That's why we started the, the, the forum that we have. We want a community of people who talk to each other and say, hey, I love this. I don't like that. But you know what? We both like anime. And that's important. And I think that that's what we want to, to portray in our, in our community. Yeah, I think I pointed out at some point uh, a while back, probably a long time ago, was this element of, I think it was in our, our uh, it was one of the threads, I believe. It was an element of, technically, as anime fans, we understand the element of somebody disagreeing with us more than anybody else in the world. We have a, a hobby that is seen as a lowly thing. We have a hobby that everybody raises their nose to. What? That cartoon stuff? Is that the tentacle stuff? We're used to having people critique us for enjoying anime. We don't need to critique each other. If yes. if the type moonies get crazy over my my impressions of a uh, episode of Unlimited Blade Works, that's fine. But we really don't need to combat each other because we get plenty of it in the outside world. And that was really the point that I kind of drove in that thread was like, we as fans more than anybody understand rejection and to have a community where we can come together and talk about the shows and enjoy it. That's something we quickly realized when we opened up the forums and it has, as it started booming was man, people love anime and they want to talk about anime and there's more positivity in anime communities than there is in where I was before this was in, in gaming uh, uh, forums and, and communities. I was involved with gaming communities and the negativity behind that was astronomical compared to what anime is. Anime fans are, they love what they love and they want to tell the people about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um... But yeah, let me let me remember exactly where we at before we went on that tangent. Um, did you want to talk about the 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 six list? I Chris brought up a good point uh, as we were putting this note. We didn't really know exactly where we wanted to put it. it. Kind of felt like it fit in the situation because he just talked about the six ep- uh, shows per year that's seen as the best ones, the perfect shows that again aren't necessarily perfect. As we strive for everything to be perfect you realize at some point you need to just accept what the show was giving you and just enjoy it. And then you realize there's a lot more than six shows per year that are actually worth something. Um, but the six, the six show kind of thing ends up becoming placed in this, this, this kind of collection. And mm-hmm. this collection ends up being the, when somebody comes to me and asks me, I want to get an anime. What do I watch? That six selection of quote unquote, perfect shows ends up being the ones that you throw out there. Right, and the problem that comes behind that, and, and it, it changes a little bit because in in this this regard, because it really is a case where you'll kind of vet out that six because you want to get the ones that are usually less cultural shocky, um, the Steinsgate, the Ghibli films, the the Death Note shows that have no 
cultural references to Japan. No moe, no lolly. They have to be completely clean and sanitized. And then you <laughs> give those ones to them. the cream of the cream of the cream of the cream of the crop. It's it's really the and we're going to talk more about this later. It's really the ones that you realize they're not really trying to sell anything here. And again, we'll get into more of that later. But they're, they're, they don't have the placement of stuff that sells Japan or the, the fandom on buying figures, so to speak. Um, Grand, there's really good figures for a lot of these things, except for Ghibli. Can't seem to get anything. Um, but the problem there is that when somebody is given that list, and we're, we're guilty of it too. We've done the top 50 list that you should watch. We've done mm-hmm. the you should watch these shows things. When people come in and say, I'm new, what do I get? You go, boom, here's a list. So we're guilty too. The problem that comes from that is that people will watch those shows and then they go, wow, so I ate up all those ones you gave me. I'm going to go to Crunchyroll. And then they click, you know, Sister New Devil and they go, what the heck is this? <laughs> or or they, they click on uh, Hack a Doll and go, why the heck is this girl just kind of flaunting all over this guy to, to get him to, to hack this thing? It's, it's, they then run into the culture shock that we're used to. And again, I've, I've talked about this earlier with the the reviewers and the the mainstream reviewers is we as anime fans understand these, these elements and we see that there's a reason why they're there. Not all of them we enjoy, but they're there kind of thing. But, uh, I kind of found that kind of interesting when you threw that in there. I guess we can move on. Well, to fan yeah, I, I think that you, I, 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 the culture shock is there's also the, the, the thing that I, I think that we, I somehow, I, I think that got kind of missed in there was, the also the idea of even if it's a person that's already gone through the culture shock, when people ask for, hey, give me a, an idea of a show that's good, and people give them the good shows. And and there's this aspect of if it's somebody who's not used to the, I mean, you, the idea is this is a new person. They've gone through the culture shock, okay, but you're still giving them the good shows. There's still this aspect of after they've seen all the good shows, then they go into the normal shows, and then they realize, okay, the normal shows yeah. aren't as good. And that's, high expectations. And that's, yeah, exactly. High expectations. That's what I was talking about with the six. The six top shows is you, if you're always feeding yourself those six top shows, you always have that expectation that all anime is like that, and it's not. And we we need to bring our 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 bar down quite a bit. <laughs> It would be just like somebody coming from Japan to America and you go and going, what are the best movies out there? And you're like, well, here, take Sixth Sense and and Star Wars and uh, all these, you know, huge movies, Alien, the the biggest and most impactful movies of, of the history. And then they're like, OK, I'm done with those. Now what? And they go, well, let me go to the theater. And they realize, wow, there's these, you know, paranormal activities number 50 that just doesn't do anything for me. It's not the bash paranormal activities. If you like it, you like it. Um, but it is this element of they, they, it's the same thing. They, they watch these big hit movies and they realize, oh, yeah, there's these other movies that aren't so great. Your expectations are too high. You're thinking that everything that comes out of Hollywood is perfect. It's the same thing here. Not everything that comes out of Japan anime-wise is going to be perfect. There's going to be shows that are just okay. Yeah, and, and, and that's one of those things that, that I, I wanted to get across. It's... it's it's a weird thing to talk about or to explain because I actually obviously because I completely missed that point. Well, no, 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 it, no. It, it what it is is it it's it's frustrating to when when people listen to me. I'm sure, and I and I sit here and I say this is actually a good show, 
and people go and watch it and they're like, I don't understand why Chris likes this. And I, and I, and I'll do that through almost an entire season. Back when we were doing actual numbers, it was like, this show got a three, this show got a three, this show got a three, this show got a three. And it's like, well, technically they were decent shows. They weren't bad shows, but they weren't great shows. I mean, how do you, how do you say, okay, it's, it's a fine show. You'll enjoy yourself watching the show. No, it's not going to blow you away like Madoka Magica. It's not going to blow you away like Steins Gate. But that's a story that it, it can be enjoyable if you just go ahead and sit down and watch it. I mean, it doesn't have to. I mean, and that's the, the bar that, that I'm talking about. If you can lower it down just a smidge, <laughs> you've got an entire enjoyable group of shows. Remember, these are shows for TV. It's just a time waster. And that's a lot of the thing that, that, that we meant. I, I'm going into the entertainment value, and, and, I, and I'm skipping ahead, but the, the, the point of the, the, this medium is to sit down and watch it and enjoy yourself. Um, it doesn't have to blow your mind, or it doesn't have to um, have something to say all the time, because not all of these shows have something to say. A lot of them are just fun. Yeah, I think that's important. I mean, it, it's one of those cases where it's not a it's not a every every season there's this this packaging up of here is the story that we've been working for a long time for. Take it with you. And then you grab it and you go over and you place it in there and you're like, "I am ready for this. It blows my mind." Yes, technically it is Japan's CSI. It's Japan's NCIS. It's Japan's uh, you know, regular talk shows. I mean, they're just TV shows. And yeah, granted, every now and then you're going to have that moment where they go, whoa, they pulled this off. I can't believe it. But that's not really what they're going for because there's only so many stories to be told. There's only so many, oh my gosh, I just thought of the greatest thing ever. I'm going to make a manga out of it and sell them a fortune. It's always a case of, well, I, I just have this cool little story I want to tell. And th- it's not a bad thing. It, that's what it is. So yeah, that's a very good point. Um, fan service. We wanted to do an entire podcast on fan service, <laughs> um, and we were thinking about just kind of in planning it in here, but then we realized, well, we might have way too much to talk about here, and it's turning out to be kind of that. Um, but fan service, as in regards to reading anime, is a very difficult thing. I've kind of hit it on again earlier, talking about uh, huge publications that will have a lot of issue with fan service. They don't get that that is a huge selling point in anime is fan service. Again, fan service being the panty shot, the 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 boob bounce, the nudity, the the bathhouse, the the onsen, the, the gorgeous abs. Yeah, the abs. Well, we'll go that side too. There's <laughs> definitely the abs aspect. The glass pushing up, I guess, could be also fan service. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that side of the whole the whole ordeal. Um, and it's something that I see often becomes the reason a show is seen as bad. And again, I'm going back to earlier. I am guilty of this as well. So I'm not going to say anybody particular. I'm going to say me. I've had a period in time where it was very jarring. I didn't like the idea of having this fan service on my show. I thought it was pointless. I, I thought, I get technically it is pointless. It's, it's pointful to making money. Is not usually in most all cases, most all cases, any worth to the show's storytelling it is something to entertain your eyes as it 
it is in transition between plot points and transition to between action and and storytelling. It's what keeps you going, ooh, while they're talking about a bunch of stuff. Like, you don't want to sit there and see their face blabbing at each other. So they show a butt or they show a chest. It is something to keep, namely men, abs for women, vice versa, depending on what you're going for. It is something to entertain you while there's not something really going on on the screen. So it serves its purpose. It is important to, to know that, like we said earlier, it, it is a it's a way of marketing. It is a this is what they do to sell a character. You watch a show, you're more inclined to buy a figure of a character if they can show you that is a very sexually why, appealing yeah, why character. Why is this character attractive? Yeah, attractive character. Give me an attractive character. You're going to want to go buy the figure for it. Show me an attractive character. I want to put that girl on my wall. It's just like the olden days, or the, of course, still nowadays. You get the calendar with the, the, the nice ladies in front of the cars, like my dad used to have. <laughs> it is that one thing that you would you would buy for that attractive appeal. It's let, me go and, with anime. let me go and buy that car so I can hopefully find myself an attractive <laughs> young lady to stand in front of it. It's probably not going to happen, <laughs> but we, we want ourselves to believe that. Um, but yeah, it is, it is, it is something that is a, it's a necessity for a lot of shows. Um, and yeah, there's an argument to be made. That there's most of all those shows don't have enough to entertain you that they put the fan service in there. It is a, it is a filler to fill in the gaps. I would admit that sometimes you would think that a beach episode is probably there for because they don't have much. Don't hate me, but Fake Collideliner, Prisma, Ilya, Two-Way Hearse. It seemed like they only had four episodes worth of story. What do they do with the other six? Fan service. That's fine. If you want that fan service of that show, there you go. But the point is that that's the reason why it's there. This is what they have. This is all they have. This is something we know is going to entertain you. Have them at the beach. Enjoy. That's what it's there for. Um, sadly, yeah, you might so, see that being a negative, especially with most of the other. Uh, it, and and we've we've had this discussion a few times where we've we've tried to figure out okay, where's the nice balance between having the fan service there and and when does it take away? And and yeah. both of us have 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 flat out agreed. One thing that we we miss from the old days, and, and this is one of those. Me as an old timer, and I love my old anime, and and we try to avoid doing that because I I think that that gets done a lot. Of the old anime is the best, therefore all the new stuff is crap, and we don't do we don't like that idea. This is one of the things we miss. Yeah, it, there is things in the old anime that that we w- kind of wish was still in, and and that is the the idea of sell me a character and then give me fan service. And I don't care how much fan service you can give me. Dump it all on me at one time, but sell me the character first. Now, I'm not saying that, yeah, having fan service at the beginning of the show, okay, you can give get me interested in it. Pepper it in here and there, that's fine. But the thing is, is sometimes you get to a point where I've seen this girl's panties so many freaking times I don't think she ever changes her panties because she's got the exact same panties on every time you show it to me. <laughs> You're cataloging it. Yeah, and it's like, okay, I, I, I there, there's, there's different levels. I mean, yeah, I, I don't, 
I, I've said it before, I and, and I'll say it again. I'm a guy, I enjoy the the female form. I, I think that seeing some panties is fine with me. But I don't want to see it my enti- the entire show. But at the same time, I do understand, like Andrew was saying... Yeah, this sells the f- sells figures. I, you're not going to get away from that. Um, it also is is a way to get people interested in the show. That's fine. You know, what I mean, sex sells. It, it's 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 a fact of life. So, I mean, when it comes down to it, bashing a show for having fan service. When it comes down to it, fan service is for what the fan. Okay. If you are the fan of this show, now there's the case to be made. I'm not a fan yet. You're selling me the show. Okay. Then I'll become a fan. Then you can sell me and give me the fan service. Yeah. I think the, the, the most recent case of the, uh, the more, uh, was the, the most furthest into the element of too much here recently was prison school. It got to a point where, yeah, that main, that dominatrix chick, it was like, I've seen you plenty of times. I yeah, I, you're you're in the screen again. I I got you. That was if I was appealed to that, I think you would have long killed that whole thing a long time ago because you're just constantly in my face. There's then there's the 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 kind of subtle points like uh, Noragami. I like how Noragami when I watch that show, it's there's like no fan service and out of nowhere. I see Bishamon and she's in her her spring. I see uh, Hiori. She does a kick and you see a little penny flash. Uh, Hiori falls asleep inside of the, the the bathtub again and she's trying to wake herself up. It it doesn't focus on that. And then every now and then I'll get that one moment in that one episode where it just happens and you're like, cool, I like that, thank you. Um, <laughs> Shiro Baka, I watched that one. Pretty much no fan service in that show. Then I get the the uh, Shiro Baka. Uh, white swim, uh, white summer compilation book. I'm like, whoa, uh, fan service. Wow. So this show can do that. It's it, it's like one of those things where you're 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 getting to connect to these characters, and then you, they go, okay, here you go, and you're like, okay, good. I like that element of leaving things to the imagination. I like that element of, and going, kind of enhancing that is showing only so much can go so f- much further with me, anyways. I I like that element of just a peek. Don't just put it in my face. Just a peek. It goes so much further to have that element of of uh, imagination that just doesn't seem to be in anime anymore. Because it's always within the first episode we get a full shot of the little girl, and it's like, okay, we're we're acquainted now. I guess that's the whole <laughs> point. Um, from now on, I already know. I mean, you, you're gonna show me it again. It's like you showed me in episode one. There's nothing. There, it's different than going six episodes and going, whoa, whoo, wow. Uh, Utawaramono, the false mask uh, show that's currently on right now, they did that. It was like the first two episodes, I think, didn't have any fan service. Episode three, suddenly we have a bathing scene. She jumps out of the pool. And it's like, okay, finally, we, we're, we're seeing them. It's like so much different than if you just showed me it all in the first episode. No, no. At the same time, there is there is a we're level. totally going into fan service. By the way, <laughs> there is a level of of intimacy that is in fan service, and it's I, and 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 I don't want to completely write off fan service. There is a there is a an aspect to fan service that is there, and it is important to a point. <laughs> and 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 one of the reasons is that level of intimacy. 
you see the character at a certain level that that is closer to them at, than there is for the vast majority of the world. And and I I know that's a weird thing to say, but it it, it there is that, and it's and it's kind of a deeper level, but. I'm not saying that that justifies all fan service. I'm just saying that that it's is a psychological there. thing that you're seeing. Mm-hmm. You're seeing something private of them. You're seeing their 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 secrets. Kind of is an element of like with an actual couple and getting married and and seeing the things that nobody else sees. You're seeing that inner privateness of them. Um, might be a little weird sounding to some people, but <laughs> that's the whole point. Um, but yeah. It, to kind of bring it back into why we're bringing up fan service for rating anime is the thing that I keep running into is that people will often see that as a negative. It is, oh, we that was a grope in the first episode. I'm done. Shut off. Turn off. And again, I'm going to say myself as guilty. I had Vivid Red Operation. Uh, was it Vivid Red Operation? Yep. When that show aired... I kept seeing the the the, the crotch shot, th- the the sunrise to the crotch shot. Um, when I originally watched uh, Strike Witches, couldn't get over it. Too many crotch shots. Uh, Samurai Brides did not watch that show because I was just like, okay, you're you're in my face all the time. I'm shutting it off. So I'm guilty just as much as the next person. But there's again going back to the perfect anime discussion we were having. Is it sad to see people that get caught on that? And they drop the show, and they don't realize there's something past that. Chris has told me Samurai Brides has something in it that you that you can enjoy. Um, we've experienced with Punchline. There was a lot of lot of fan service at the beginning of it, and it chills out and it goes into a good story. So there's an element of not allowing the fan service to ruin if a show's going to be good. And often when you see reviews from many locations, that's the that's the thing they get stuck on and they shut off. And so don't take that review as being the definitive of that show. There could be something in there that you're missing because they use fan service to sell the show. Doesn't necessarily mean that the show has nothing but fan service. Mm-hmm. That's really the point. Um, I guess that's it for fan service. I mean, we ended up going into a huge discussion of fan service, so we <laughs> pretty much hit all the points that we we're going to talk about fan service. Uh, probably plenty more, but we'll put no. That off I think time. that there's plenty more to say. It's just yeah. we're trying to hold back quite a bit. Um, but coming down to it, it's really. With most of the stuff, it's really, again, about they don't make a show without something in there that they want to tell. And so you always have to give it the time to see if there's something in there. And again, it's not not to say that everything's going to have a spectacular story. A lot of them are just going to be good. Um, technically, if you just if you just if you if you go into an anime knowing that it is a TV show that is entertainment more often than not, if you just let yourself enjoy it for what it is, you'll find that there's not many bad shows out there. I mean, we, we, we're we seeing it more and more lately with where our reviews, where we're just kind of sitting down and enjoying shows. You'll realize if you listen to our reviews, we don't really have many shows that we go, stay away from this. This is the plague. I mean, I would say more of the, the earlier reviews that we used to do. I did that a lot, saying that things were the plague. Um, but... More often than not, think, we just I think enjoy that shows. We've, I think we've hit probably four shows that I can think of off the top of my head that we have actually said, this is utter garbage. Yeah. And I, I could pretty much name them off the top of my head. <laughs> Why I can remember the bad ones, I don't know. <laughs> and that, that goes back to the, what we were talking about earlier with the reviews. Is it's easier to say what is bad about a show than what is good about a show because it's so ingrained in your brain. 
It'll be the same thing with shows. Is the shows that really irk you, you're going to remember because you just didn't like it, and you can only think about it as those negative aspects. Um, Did we get this particular thing, the gropes but not pecs? Mm, that was more into the, the fan service as a thing. It was... The reason why I was really bringing that up is uh, usually I'll see often the case where a reviewer will be okay with pecs being in a show, but then when it comes to a grope or a guy walking on girl, it's like, oh gosh, suddenly shut down. The show is terrible. Don't watch right. it. Right. Kind of I mean, the, the the idea is that bias. I guess you would yeah, say it. biased. If if you're gonna hold a if you're gonna hold something up, and and my way of thinking of it, and it is kind of backwards, I guess is. The idea of if you're going to say fan service is bad, you have to have that rule across the board. And a lot of people are like, okay, one one fan service is okay, but not the other fan service. Well, no, that's not fair. I mean, it really isn't. I mean, if I go into watching free and I say, well, I can't watch this show because of all the fan service, everybody's going to laugh at me because I'm being an idiot. Because Mm -hmm. I'm okay with the fan service for the guys. That's not fair. It really isn't. And I think that that is something that you see a lot of in in a lot of cases. And and no, I haven't watched Free, and I know that there is supposedly a really good story there. And I'm not and I'm not bashing Free because I've heard millions of people say it's a wonderful show. My point is is that if you're going to have a rule, and you're going to say fan service is bad. It's not fair to say fan service is bad. Only in this case, it's not or bad in this case. In, or try to justify it in this situation. Yeah, it's, it's often a case of, well, this was distasteful, this wasn't. Or this was more than that one. It's still fan service, no matter how you look at it. Or, well, there's not many pecs in anime. Like, there's there's only so few anime that have pecs that it's, it's not a bad thing yet. So well, we need I, to have we need to have a, basically we need to have you know a thousand more of these shows with pecs before it suddenly oh this is just pecs well, for no reason. Well, I I can say that Samurai Girls and Samurai Bride had a lot of artsy things going on in that show. I mean, and and you can agree with me. I mean, you've yeah, seen it, it looks really good and very artsy, but it's got tons of fan service all through that show, and it's got a ton of tropes. It's an interesting story, but it's got all that stuff in there. So am I going to sit here and say, well, because it's quote unquote artsy, does that mean that it's it's okay to watch? No, it's still got fan service. It's it's the same. It's the same. I, I have to have the same rule. I can't say free gets a pass because it's got abs or I can't say uh, Samurai Girls and Samurai Ride has gets a pass because it's artsy. It's got to be the same across the board if I'm going to have that rule. Um, the other kind of thing that's kind of interesting before we kind of go into more kind of deeper subjects is the three-episode mo- rule. <laughs> uh, we, we used to do this. or I, yep. I, I know I did this like like all the time back in the day was if you don't catch me in three episodes... I'm done. And granted, we probably should have put this up in the perfect uh, the perfect anime discussion, but it works both ways. Is this element of, I'm going to give it three episodes before I decide on it. Right. And that's kind of one of the things that we originally made the, th- the, the first impressions for, was this element of, well, let's watch three episodes and we'll tell you if it's good or not. And then often there's that point where we go, 
yeah, I'm not going to continue it. Or Crystal will usually go, I'm going to continue it anyways because I want to. I just want to. I want to burn, die, even mm-hmm. though I don't. I'm not liking this or anything. Um, it's kind of. I. It's it's something that a lot of lot of groups use. A lot of uh, reviewers, a lot of podcasters, a lot of websites will use is a three episode point. Um, and that's kind of counterintuitive to what we were talking about earlier with the slow burn. Right. You will never watch a slow burn if you do a three-episode roll. And the bait and switch. Bait and switch is the same thing. Yeah. We had that with, again, Punchline. Is this element of, I'm going to give these three episodes and I'm going to quit. I think at some point I upped it to five. And then at some point I upped it to seven. And then I just said, I'm going to watch seven. I'm going to watch this. <laughs> yeah, I might as well finish it. Um, but just be careful with the three-episode rules. I, th- I think the thing that I really want to bring up... Uh, granted, it kind of goes in line with the idea of if you don't enjoy it, don't force yourself. But at the same time, you're not really going to get the guts of the show in three episodes. No story. Well, I'm not going to say all, all but I'm not going to say a, a, a all, but in pretty much most cases with a writer, they don't divulge everything in the first three episodes so that they get you. They'll often throw a hook, maybe. Yeah. But they're not going to tell you the entire plot line in three episodes and then... Hope that they caught you and then go, oh, well, we got nothing else, so... Well, uh, 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 that's that's like Gangsta. Gangsta is a perfect example of that. You'd, how did how could we have possibly guessed that Manglobe was going to go out by the end of the, the show? Couldn't. Couldn't. Um, uh, Wizard Barristers looked wonderful in the first episode. Mm, yeah. They, they, and, usually a lot of shows will blow about budget in the first episode, yeah. or they're... they're True talent, yeah, and 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 by the third episode, they usually have have a hook in you, and by the seventh episode, you should be hitting the final arc, and you should be seeing where where it's going for the end of this show. So there's there's that's that's why it's really hard to guess what a show is going to be about based in the first first three episodes. Yeah. yeah. Um, our next topic is how shows affect us. We're done with talking negative. Let's talk positive. We've been trying to talk it's, positive the whole time. It's, uh, well, like I said, over a long period of time, we've been, I've been taking notes on this. Chris has been taking notes on this. Chris at some point had written a thing saying, everybody listen to me. I want you to know that there's good in here. <laughs> it was literally what he told me. He's like, I have this big old thing written up. I want you to look at it and tell me what you think. Never got published. <laughs> you know, because it was a thing where I looked at it and I go, I, I thought the same thing he did. He's like, I don't know if I'm getting the point across that I want to get across. And I read it and I'm like, you got a lot of good points here. But I don't, like you said, I don't see that you're getting a point across. And that was really kind of one of the many things that It wasn't that, that, that I wasn't get, getting a point across. It was that I was giving the wrong point. Yeah, it wasn't the point that I wanted. The point that I wanted was, and that's that's kind of what we're trying to hit here is, anime is a great medium, and there's a lot of stuff here that is fun, and and there's a lot of stuff here that is good, and namely a lot of things that are being missed. Yes, because a lot of times we go to these quote unquote authorities, if you want to call it, or these reviewers, and we go and listen to them, and we say, hey. You are the foremost authority. Tell me what I should be watching. And so basically, you know, you get the, the, the top six, the cream of the crop, and pretty much everything else is utter garbage. And you just, it's, it's not as, you, you, you don't, you're looking at these and you're saying, well, these aren't fun. These aren't 
they're not breaking all the rules. They're not doing this. They're not. They're not saving anime, quote unquote. Uh, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. But yeah, that was it. Was it was an interesting thing that kind of brought up with that whole write up and the thing that I liked about that write up was this element of what does anime do for you? And granted, we kind of touched in it with like our uh, Meet the Host podcast. Is this kind of diving into why why are we here? What what is what is the point that we're here for? And again, touched it earlier with this element of moving into more. We love anime. We enjoy it. We want to let people know about it. What was the best way of doing that? Watch the shows. Tell people, you should watch this show. This show's great. You should watch this. It did this to me. And that's really the key in this particular uh, subject that we're going to get into is how does it affect us? Um, I, the the biggest one that always pops in my mind every time somebody says, tell, tell me a show that that touched you, that 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 gave you something. Hanasaki Roha. That show, I will to this day, will always tell people, go watch this. Because for me personally, when I watched it, I came out of it different. I watched it. I stepped away. I, 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 I examined myself. I, I seen this character in the show that's, that was so passionate about what she was, was so passionate about what she wanted to do. She, she experienced this, and then she realized, this is what I want, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fight for it. I want to do this. This is what I enjoy. And that made me go, and what I'm doing in my my real life, in my job that I do, am I enjoying it? It, it, make, it made me question that kind of thing. And I think that's a huge thing that often gets missed in shows. Granted, Hanasaki Roja was very well received with a lot of groups. So it's not like I, I proved something that nobody else did. Um, but it is, it is it is a very easy example for me to give of something that has affected me, and that was that was really the the point in that whole thing. Other shows that have affected us, I mean, you have key shows always give you an element of appreciating what you appreciating what you have before it's lost. That seems to be a a common theme in a lot of June Meta, but. That that is what that has, and that's great. Oh, what 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 is our uh, our wolf children guy? Um, he tends to hit a lot of family values and 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 loving your family and appreciating your family. He's he's very big on family. Um, Kokoro I, Connect. I got that element in Kokoro Connect of accepting people even though they have skeletons. Yeah, like they have skeletons in closet. They don't want to show anybody, but they were forced to be revealed in the show. And people had to learn to accept them. A lot of shonen shows tend to do, be a lot of based around a lot of communication type uh, examinations, examining yourself for um, uh, both listening. I mean, like I'm I'm thinking off the top of my head, Kimi no Todoke and uh, uh, what was that Kiss one? Um, it basically was. M- expressing yourself and the other one was uh say i love you and that one was uh listening i think is what it was or something like that it, both of them had very important things to say and and they were they they wanted to express that and they took the time to do that and we're given like the best examples because they're really easy to to describe i mean they're they're very easy to see when you're watching it but 
this again goes back to the earlier point where even if a show doesn't have a hugely spectacular way of delivering it, they still have these messages they're trying to give. They still have I a lot of cases where somebody writes something, it's often because they experience something and they want to let people know about it. Um, and that's that's one of those really cool things. That's why we got into anime. It was we and, and this is a case for a lot of people. When when you grew up in say America or whatever country you're from, you you were in you know you were in, introduced into that culture's television, that culture's storytelling, that culture's books, that culture's television shows, movies, and you realize after some point that there really is a common feel to all these shows. There's a common feel to all these books and stuff. There's always the same message they're trying to give. It always seems to be delivered in the same way. They they speak to you because you're in that culture. They they hit on points in your culture that will deliver that. If you're in a highly uh, uh, approving of one religion in that in that culture, they're probably going to use that as a tool to tell a story. But the thing that was fascinating, I'm going to say for myself, I'm pretty sure Chris probably agrees, is the thing that I noticed when I went into anime was. I now see everything through the eyes of a Japanese storyteller. This is this is what how they tell their story because they're going to use their culture to tell their story because that's where they grew up. That's where they live. And it often doesn't get bogged down by things that we and another culture will see as being not acceptable. Do not touch that subject. Don't use that tool because that tool is a no-no. That's a taboo. Japan has different culture, has different standards, has different different beliefs. <laughs> they will, they will, they will tell their story through that in a very interesting way, and that's what drew me to it. Is I like, wow, I'm looking at a totally different way of storytelling that I enjoy. I, I, I've put aside any all this American stuff that I just don't particularly care for anymore. I don't like how they tell stories anymore. I want to see this culture, and I want to see how they tell their stories. It's a lot more fascinating. Again, going back to my very point is when they tell a story in America through Hollywood, they're going to use things that I'm familiar with and I'm just bored of it. Whereas in Japan, they're going to tell me that story using tools that I have I, I had no clue about. Just the simple things like how they take their shoes off when they go into the house. That was fascinating to me when I first started watching anime. And it's those things that you kind of learn over time and they become a little bit less interesting, but they still kind of they still kind of tickle me every now and then though. Wow, I just realized in Devil New, uh, such new devil, they went through the portal without their shoes on because they were in the house. Yeah. It's <laughs> something that's just kind of interesting. I like it. It's just little extra things that, yeah, to them, they probably don't even care. But for me, it's like, wow, it's, that's cool. It's a different culture. I like how that, that is told differently. But yeah, I, I kind of went way off on that one. But <laughs> did, I, did, I, did I catch everything or was there anything else you wanted to add to that? Uh, no, I think we got it. Oh, you, you, you did miss the shonens. You you put that in there, did I? That's why I skipped it. Yes, um, but that's that's really the key point is is seeing things through the eyes of a different storyteller, um, and it's kind of segue to the next segment is, and I kind of hit on it a little bit is you you see things through the eyes of somebody that might not have the same beliefs as you the the same religious background the same moral backgrounds the same uh, cultural backgrounds and that's another element that's kind of fascinating when you go into anime and something that's often kind of missed is this philosophical perspective. And it's, it's a sad thing that often when we see a show, the recent example is Gotchaman crowds 
we still want to really badly do a full-on podcast of Gatchaman Crowds because it's one of those things that we see that there is a, a group of people that m- just disregard it completely because it doesn't match their social standards. It doesn't doesn't match their political beliefs. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's plenty of people that don't like Miyazaki films because he often puts an anti-war message into his stuff. Uh, I know that back in the day when I first watched Neon Jesus Neon Jesus Evangelion, I hid it from my parents because I was afraid of them seeing it because it was so. It t- basically took the Bible and it and it made a really crazy alien slash angel slash mecha Angsty story out of child. it. <laughs> but it was really the element of wow, they're they're quoting scripture, they're they're talking about gods and angels and third impact and second impact and uh, second coming, all these kind of things of the Bible and and basically saying that it's. It's true in this world in this regard. Eden of the East, which is he called himself a savior or a, a messiah or something like that. Yeah, but it's, it, it's really like like taking that and then, and going a different direction with it. That yeah, if you're if you're really deep into the Bible, you might see that as being uh, blasphemy. Or if you're if you believe in 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 uh, a country protecting themselves and and forming an army, you might not like Miyazaki films. If the again going back to Gotchman Crowd, there's so many things in there to unpackage that if you didn't if you don't necessarily agree with that perspective or that view, you're probably not gonna like it. And that's one of those things that kind of is upsetting in a review standard because the people aren't disconnecting themselves from the medium. And I we already hit earlier on the idea of uh technically no no reviewers not biased. I don't know if I, I hit that or not. No reviewer is not biased. All reviewers have preconceived notions. All reviewers will put their personal beliefs into something when they review it because their personal beliefs often affect how they experience something. If you don't, if you have, say, and this is a, might be a tasteless example, but if if somebody has been sexually assaulted and they see a show where somebody sexually assaults somebody, it might be so uncomfortable for them that they will negative that show. And that's that that's a sad thing, and I, I I hate to kind of say that that causes a problem there, but the point is is that when we you go into a show, you need to learn how to disconnect yourself from the world. Oh, and, and that and that and that goes into uh, the the same thing with Miyazaki. Generally, Ghibli films are looked at as just the creme de la creme, and they are the top. And yet, um. In a lot of cases, it is it possible to look at at his stuff as just an art form, without going into it. And 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 I I I I look at his his stuff like uh, uh, Princess Mononoke is a great example. If I had some kind of a aversion to, uh, let let's just say I want to go out and I want to destroy the planet. And I watch that movie. Can I possibly look at that movie and say, well, it's a horrible movie because it's just so ingrained with all this save the planet crap. And I just don't believe it, which I don't believe that. Don't get me wrong. I think that we should protect the planet and take care of it. I but at the same time. I am looking at Miyazaki, a Miyazaki film as a, a beautiful work of art. 
because it is a beautiful work of art. Can you disconnect that 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 mindset? And it's something that is very hard, especially the more and more ingrained into your your very existence that 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 belief is. If you have a belief that is so ingrained in you, if you think that women are should be lifted up and 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 set on a pedestal, you will go into a show and any time that a woman is even remotely objectified, you will automatically assume that that entire show is utter garbage because that's all they do is objectify women, especially in these shows, in a lot of these cases where these girls are set up for selling figures. Yeah. So you're automatically going to have a fundamental disconnect with this show. You're not going to be able to accept it in any way. That's something that is very hard for people to get past. Like I said, the, the deeper that is ingrained in you, the harder it's going to be for you to accept that. And that is a cultural break. That is where you and your culture cannot accept this culture. And I'm not to say that that is completely okay. Um, that there's certain elements that are going to... It's not that we're, we're saying that if you find something offensive that you shouldn't. It is really a case of when you're looking at it, and I'm not going to say that all cases of all medium, all all types of work is going to be for a purpose, for a meaning. There's there's often cases where something just does something to exploit something. It's it's a thing. The, the, the point really is if you go into something that has a different philosophical view of something, you have to learn to disconnect yourself. Otherwise, you're not going to see the interesting message they have there. Even if you don't necessarily agree with it, this is a lit- this is a literal uh, or a, a a it's it's it has a message. It has something that it's trying to tell. And maybe if you don't even agree with it, you have to respect what it told. Like there is a even if you read a paragraph, even if you don't necessarily think the paragraph looked the right shape, it still said something. It still had something it was written to tell and to completely disregard it because you didn't like the shape of it just kind of you're you're going to miss out on something that's kind of interesting. You it, it's just like you were talking earlier about uh paintings. You see a painting on a wall, even if you might not like the fact that he used red in that painting, there's still a factor that that's what he was drawing. This is this was what it was looking to paint and to disregard it completely on a color you're you're cutting yourself out of so many interesting stories that can be I, told I do cuz he didn't use enough blue <laughs> if if i had originally back when the ngc evangelion came out and i seen the first talk about biblical stuff being a religious person i if i were to disregard it completely because it was going into that i wouldn't have seen that there was a interesting story that's something that I do with myself when I go into shows. Is I go, uh, and, and it's like often the case with a lot of shows, they will view religious things as being the bad guy is always this guy that's got a Bible and he's claiming that he's going to destroy everything in the name of his God. I don't get offended by that because I come into it going, this is this world, this is what they were trying to tell, and that's that world. That's not mine. That's that. It has no effect on me whatsoever. This is the show. This is what it wanted to tell. And it used this God in its world to tell that story. To be offended by that is is just 
it's I guess self-serving. It's 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 being full of yourself. I guess is the the worst way I can technically put it, and I probably shouldn't put it that way. Mm-hmm. Is you are you so full of yourself that you believe everything is written to offend you? No, it's it's written to tell its story. Just t- take it or leave it. I got a very passionate about that one. <laughs> it, and and it, that that is one of the things that I think is 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 the hardest thing to describe because there is this this disconnect that as a reviewer you want to have and a lot of times that you don't even realize that you have those filters that are in place that you think that you're going into it unbiased and you believe that you're going into it saying I am disconnecting myself enough to be able to watch this and then it hits you on a fundamental level that you don't even realize that you are even approaching it at from does that does that make yeah. sense it's 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 such a fundamental ingrained aspect and you automatically jump on it on the art form and say it's bad art when that's not what it's not fair to impose your values on somebody else and then expect them to change their fundamental values because it doesn't reflect your fundamental values. Yeah. That's one of those things that has a reverse to it as well. It's, it's, it's sad sometimes when we'll review something and something just completely doesn't even phase us. And then we'll, we'll listen to another review and they just go, but this happened and I'm going, Oh yeah, technically that did happen, but I didn't really think it was a big deal. But then to them, that was a big, huge deal. And it's like, it makes me sometimes question myself because I'm I'm reviewing something and then I go, okay, this is cool. I like the story. This is great. I like this too. This was really cool. And then I read another, uh, listen or read another review and they go, well, this guy fell on this girl and I think that was really inappropriate. And it's like, okay, I I just I guess I've seen that so many times that it doesn't affect me. And I guess that's a bad thing that I don't realize that that might be offensive. But at the same time. I don't think that was the story. The the fall on the boob grab was not the story. That was just something that happened. This is what technically the show was about. Um, the other, you know, 359 minutes was this. Um, but I guess you can get stuck on that one minute if it was even a minute. I, it, it goes both ways, and it's kind of unfortunate. But well, in, in a lot of cases, those are used as tools to show an awkwardness, and it's... Yeah, I agree to a point. It's a lazy tool sometimes. Yeah, it's we agree. a lazy tool. But when when it comes down to it, what it's there for is to show an awkwardness between two characters. Um, that, that technically, although they just had something that is intimate between the two of them, they're not ready for that awkward intimacy. And, and, it, and it's... But yeah, like you you were saying, it's a it's a it's a cheap way out. It's a it's a cheap. It's an icebreaker. I yeah, mean, they a, technically would have probably just parted ways after that. But the fact that he groped her accidentally becomes a topic that keeps them together long enough that something happens, kind of thing. And and at the same time, it's like okay, we, we we've we've made the comment before. When it comes down to it. <laughs> I've never fell on a girl and groped her boob. I've only seen one case. It was a basketball game that somebody (laughs) somehow captured a girl falling on the girl and and boob grab. That's the only time I've ever seen it in the wild. (laughs) It's a very difficult thing to pull off. Don't try it. It's very inappropriate. It's very very painful. There's probably going to be a bump in the head and, you know, possibly teeth. You know, it's... 
not to mention if she's a Sundetic, she's going to beat the crap out of you and throw you into the into space. But we're going to leave that one aside because Sundetics are, you know, kind of rare. But unless you're in Japan, then they're all over the place. I want to meet a real life Sundetic. <laughs> that would be a very interesting conversation. I would totally call him Sundetic too if I seen that. Like they just did something and I go, wow, you're Sundetic. What's a Sundetic? A, a tune teddy? What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> um, I, that's really most all the points that we're really jumping into. It, it's it's really a uh, a continued thing of just we enjoy anime, and again we're not critics, we're not reviewers, we're we're fans of a, a medium, just like many other people that want to tell you about these shows. And to say that we're anything more is kind of disingenuous. And no matter what all we've said before, where we've we've kind of chimed a lot on the idea of uh, most of this podcast has really been chiming a lot on give anime more credit, give anime more time, try to enjoy it more, don't get stuck on things, and you'll enjoy a lot more of these shows. But what it comes down to really is always going to be you. If you have time, if you have investment, if this is something that you enjoy, uh not listening too much to what other people's opinions are. Gather your own opinion. Uh, want to watch what you want to watch. If you have the time, watch it. Don't watch things you don't enjoy. As much as we say, give it more time, give it more credit. Don't do the three-episode mark. If you're not enjoying it, don't watch. And that's something I often want to tell a lot of people that review it. And something I probably should have told myself way back in the day, and I, I pretty much did most of the time, was just stop. Just stop. If you don't enjoy these shows, stop. Because all you're doing is looking like a nasty person that just doesn't want... It's bitter, I guess, is <laughs> really the thing. Yeah. And, I, and I, I often listen to myself back in the day of the old podcast and go, I was a bitter person. Don't yeah. watch it kind of thing. And it, and it is one of those things. It's there's also this aspect of if you can actually, and 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 that's why I kept saying, making the point about the bar is drop that bar down a bit, just drop it down just a smidge. Don't expect Ghibli level shows every time you go into watching a show. D- granted, at the same time, don't 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 force yourself to watch anything that you don't want to watch but at the same time remember this is fun this is an entertainment this is something that you're you're doing to pass time your your this is your hobby. your time is valuable yeah your time is valuable and and this is something that you want to do to give yourself enjoyment i find enjoyment out of watching all the shows even if they're not the greatest show i mean okay maybe classroom crisis was a little bit too slow for me in the first episode so i gave up on it but my point is is that even the the lower level shows the shows that i'm not enjoying very much i still find some enjoyment out of and that's good for me if it doesn't work for you and you watch a show and you're not enjoying it go find another show i mean there's that's that's one of the things. There's that 120 I, every year. There's 120 every year, and it's been going on for a good 30, 40 years at least. I I, I believe somebody said somewhere in the 50s or 60s is when it started. So you've got a good backlog of what? <laughs> hit, 70 hit up years, the 90s, man. Years. Hit, hit up the 80s and 90s, man. <laughs> and a I lot mean, of those will make you appreciate the current ones too. Yeah, and 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 that's the thing is is. I, there's 
there's so many different types. I mean, if you're if you're tired of shonen, go watch some some shojos. If you're tired of the shojos, go watch a magical girl. If you're tired of the magical girl, go watch a mecha. Sports, soaps, sports, the the romance, they're comedy all over the place. I mean, mecha. I I have never found a point where I have gone, man. I've just I'm just sick of anime. And if if I do, take a break. I mean. Go play some games for a couple weeks. Eventually, you're going to come back if you, if you if you truly love anime. I mean, some people don't ever come back, and that that really sucks. That's the true burnout, and I and I hate that. When oh, I, I had, a, I had that. a step out. Yeah, we both had a step out at some point. It was a, a moment. I dig in the '90s, took a break in the early 2000s, and jumped back into it. Yeah, and it, and it, and. It, and it's the 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 worst thing you could possibly do is is the complete and total I'm done with anime. That's the worst thing. And if you completely push yourself to that burnout point, that's the worst possible thing because nobody wants to see a true I mean we we want to share this with somebody and if it's a person who's given up on it completely, it it really kind of sucks because they they get to this point where nothing that could possibly happen is good in anime, and that really sucks. Yeah, I had a point where I was sick of the club shows. Guess what I did? I stepped away from it for a while. I hit the other genres. Came back to it eventually. So just just get a rest, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Don't force yourself. Don't watch something you don't enjoy, and just love it. I mean, it it is one of those things where when you start seeing that anime is getting more and more covered, it's getting more. Uh, available, people are more open about it. Uh, mediums are starting to pick it up and and actually review them. It's one of the sad things to actually see because you're getting into the realm of absolutes. This is a bad. This is a good. Uh, splitting of the the community, splitting of the 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 fandoms, uh, the the attacks back and forth, and the I guess coloring one thing good and one thing bad and, and attempting to try to push a thought that this needs to stop or this, uh, we, we kind of brought up the, the point and I guess this is kind of a tangent. We, we brought up the point of, uh, of, of saying, don't say something's good or don't give something a good rating because then you're sending a message that this, that this is what we want. We don't, we, we need to make sure that we attack anything that is not a hundred percent epic Otherwise, they're going to give us more of that. No, just don't watch it. I mean, just step away from it because there's people that we we found this really quickly, and that's one of the reasons why we did we did away with the numbering system was we realized at some point that there's going to be somebody that enjoys every type of show. I might not enjoy this particular type of show, but I go and say that I negative something negative about it in a review that we do, and then I'll see in the thread I like that show. The classroom crisis i i gave negatives on it guess what somebody came on the forums and said i like that show so we moved away from the element of bashing shows and to the element of just informing people and granted i still catch myself listening to it later and going man i was a little bit negative on that i'm that kind of sucks uh i didn't think i was too negative on classroom crisis but apparently i was because not every show there's not really many shows that are definitely bad there's going to be someone that enjoys it, so just enjoy anime, I guess, is the, the main key thing. Yeah. That's that's the message of this entire... You could have skipped all the way to this point, and you'd be good. Yep. Just enjoy anime. That's the point. We love anime. Did you want to make fun of my write-up? 
Uh, I don't know. Should I read one paragraph of it? If you want. I didn't, I was just I thought you said you wanted to make fun of me, so Yeah, but we realized it was really long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was kind of pointing out to Chris. I never did get around to editing his entire post, but uh it might have been fun to kind of do a goofy read of it. <laughs> so we're gonna do that. This is Andrew's type or Chris's typing, Andrew making fun of it by Reading it dramatically, or yeah, you, you you come into a the room that's all nice and wooded, and there's you know hardwood floor and fancy chairs, and I'm sitting there with my red robe, kicking back on the chair. There's a fireplace going on, and I got a pipe that's blowing bubbles. Oh, it's it's not it's not Arnold. No, I'm not doing Arnold. <laughs> the monkey. No. The light's kind of dim. You hear the crackle of the fireplace. I take a puff of my 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 little my little pipe, and a bubble goes up in the air. And tropes, cliches, stereotypical falls into the standard stereotypes. This is this has been this so many times. The characters are paper thin. In my time listening, reading, and watching opinions and reviews of anime, I have come to the point where I. I hear more of the same statements over and over again. It's become a trope. <laughs> Listening to these podcasts, these 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 other websites, these 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 otaku spirit guys, and their and their their so-called ingenious ideas of anime, they're all archetypes. We have this is totally not in Chris's thing, by the way. <laughs> we have we have the the Sundere type of reviewer who just. He did, he's not reviewing it for you or anything, but Baka. <laughs> we have the Genki, the Genki reviewer who just is excited about everything. He's ex- extremely excited. He's kind of like Chris. <laughs> Andrew's the, the Sundere. <laughs> Andrew's Sundere, yes. I'm then, not then we have the you. Then we have the monkey one who seems to talk out his butt. <laughs> I lost my spot. Uh, to the point that I question the enjoyment of the reviewers to the fandom that they claim. I am not the foremost authority on anime, even though I'd claim myself. <laughs> and I will never claim such a position, even though I'm right now claiming that position. <laughs> but I do wonder about what is a draw to a medium that you despise 95% of it. Of the content that comes out of that medium. Sorry. <laughs> Think of it this way. As of summer 2015, it was a hot, hot season. I complained a lot about how hot it was. <laughs> There is an average of about 120 shows per year. 95% of the of about is about 6% or 6 per this is a lot of math in my head. <laughs> 6 per year that you approve of and enjoy. The other 114 shows are utter garbage by your description. That is pretty high mark to follow, sir. <laughs> Lost my spot again. <laughs> I looked at the the screen like I'm talking to somebody and lost my spot. <laughs> Outside of Kiyoani, Ufutable, and Jibri, can any studio make the Ghibli. cut? <laughs> sure, newcomers like Trigger or Mappa may turn heads, but what about the others? Now, please, do not misunderstand. I am not starting a war, even though I am, of reviewers, because frankly, I am. If you hate all six, all but six shows per year, then by all means, do what makes you happy. But 
If you hate anime, why watch it? <laughs> it's utter madness. I had that in there too. <laughs> I lost my spot again. <laughs> but if you hate anime, why watch it? I'm here for exactly the opposite reason. I'm here to talk to you about the good. I want you to love anime. I want you to share what I love with you. <laughs> I want to love you. I love you. I want you to look past the frustrations. I actually should have done an Arnold. That would be really more funny. All the frustrations and criticisms and see what is truly there. Should you so be criticized? But to bash a cutesy show that has lollies in it because it's cutesy? It's a little ass mine. But let's get a few things out of the way. Yes, there's arguments to be made. Anime is a visual audio medium. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm totally messing up here now. I think that's enough. <laughs> if people want more, they can let me know. Let's do like a short of it. Well, that got weird. You don't want to hit the, 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 the final thoughts? The final thoughts. Yes, Chris. <laughs> is it really serious? It might deserve the monkey. It might deserve the monkey. <laughs> Everybody's like know, tuning blew, out right now. Everybody, ago. everybody's like completely tuning out right now. Like, oh my gosh, you're getting goofy now. Let's see. Yeah, the last paragraph. I, 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 I got the last paragraph part. So what is the main takeaway from all this? <laughs> Anime is what you will make it. It was. It is as fun as you want it to be. <laughs> there is an occasional masterpiece on an occasion. I'm, lo I'm losing the Arnold voice. <laughs> but anime is riddled with the <laughs> same problem. Right now. <laughs> that is all the forms of entertainment. <laughs> Some books have common plots. <laughs> Just as video games see the full... I'm, I'm losing that one too. I'm going into more... You can't uh, do that one. <laughs> my voice is so screwed up since I got a cold last week. <laughs> but anime is riddled with the same problem that is in all forms of entertainment. Some books have common plots, just as video games seem to fall into similar cliches. If you enjoy it for what it is, an entertaining medium, and just jump in, you will enjoy yourself far more than picking up, uh, picking out <laughs> things that bother you. Remember that us as reviewers are here to tell you our opinion, not decide what shows you will enjoy or what you'll not enjoy. My taste is generally different from my brother's. Or Chris's taste is generally different than Andrew's. <laughs> Doesn't work the other way around. Chris loves everything that I like. <laughs> but ultimately, we come together to agree on the shows that are, ju are just the true masterpiece. Then we fall into our individual interests. And we start smacking each other around. <laughs> remember. Remember. Remember, just because I get hung up on characters' logic <laughs> breaks. I thought you were going for some spectacular thing there, and I started reading really seriously. <laughs> just because I get caught up on character logic breaks because a character did something that I didn't feel they should have done does not mean that I would... This is a long sentence. <laughs> have done does not mean that it won't make perfect sense to you. I am not the foremost authority on what you will enjoy. Signed, 
Chris. <laughs> with 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 add-ons from Andrew. <laughs> Narration by Andrew. Co-produced by Foodable. That's why there was lots of lens flares. Anyways, that got really weird. I hope you stuck around with us. That was a lot of fun. I I I didn't think that was going to go that long. I mean the, the the discussion, not that goofy thing we just did. Um that's a very long thing you wrote. I'm sure everybody would appreciate it. But yeah, that's all we have. Is it? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. I I, I, I hope we didn't offend too many people. I don't feel like I got everything I wanted to say out. I'm sure we're going to think of something when we walk away from the microphone. Right. Like, Crap, I forgot to say that. <laughs> but but it, it, this wasn't... this. I, I hope you all understand that this is not meant to offend anybody. It's, it's opening up our brains, for a lack of a better term, and, and letting you understand where we are when we are reviewing things. In a lot of cases, we we try to describe something, and I, I know I do. I don't know if Andrew does, but sometimes I feel like I can't say things the way I want to say them, and I don't know if I convey it the way I want to say it sometimes. Um, yeah, often he'll come to me and say, I got this written out. Does it sound offensive? And it's like, yeah, you can technically get rid of this paragraph or this sentence right here. It's just a, it's an element of not of not realizing that something could become across as negative or offensive to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And, and in a lot of cases, some, sometimes I, though I, I really want to make it to where everybody understands my, my mindset. I know that I don't, I, it doesn't mean that I, I'm smarter than anybody. And maybe it just means that I'm flat out stupid, but you know, I don't think we're the pretty same. stupid. I don't I don't think the same way as other people and and I tend to come across in a way uh that 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 people take offensively in in a lot of cases and I ne- never intend it to be that way and I I I I want people to understand that that I am uh, I I ju- I'm simple and I want people to have fun that's what I want out of people yeah um, and I guess the, 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 the other element is really hitting those, those asterisks again. It's like, yeah, technically we did bring up a lot of people and we brought up people that if you connect certain dots, you might realize that we might've been talking about this particular person, or maybe one of the other podcasts listens to us and might find something in there and go, wow, they're totally talking about me. It was the reason why we didn't bring up names, even though I did bring up IGN, I doubt they even care about us. The reason I didn't bring up other names is because I don't want to... I don't want people to go, oh, well, that group, let's go attack them. The only reason we brought up those examples was because in a broader term, these are things that keep coming up and they they either irk us or they make us – they they form us really is really the, the more positive element to get away from the negative is when we see something done a certain way, it is what made us who we are. When we originally made this podcast, it was because we couldn't find a podcast that weren't vulgar and weren't, uh, you know, using cuss words as adjectives and, and nouns and verbs. And then it slowly morphed into us changing the way that we did reviews to be more positive and informant versus critical and negative because we see in other podcasts we're doing that. And that's fine if they do that. That's that's them. That's what probably they get viewership from and probably the reason why they probably have way more listeners than we do but that's not us we love this medium and we want to tell people about it and 
seeing those things as much as we claim that there's negative aspects of those and damaging aspects of those seeing those is what made us who we are and right. that's a cool thing i think even if you are listening to this and you're from on this podcast know that you that you helped us create what we have here and we appreciate that i've heard it said a lot of times where people will go hey um i i i made my podcast because i i wanted this is what i wanted to hear and nobody was doing it so therefore that's what we did and that and that's what we're doing is is in a lot of cases where we when 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 i listen to all these podcasts and trust me i listen to a lot of podcasts and it's like one thing that i want to hear that i never hear is why don't why what do you love about anime and i never hear it and this is or that what, they even love anime. <laughs> yeah, that, or that they even love anime, and it's like that's what we we we're striving to. And go as much for. as much crap as I gave IGN, it's like at least with like their their anime podcast, they're like as much as I, that term has been really killed as yay anime. They 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 at least one of them sounds like he they really like anime. Yeah, and it's refreshing to hear a positive talk, even though they they do get into like negative aspects, but they they they, they there's a people in that podcast it actually sound like they like anime and that's something that this is just lost is this is positivity and that's something that we want to kind of create yeah 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 yeah. it was another point there that you were you were hitting on that i was hitting on but already lost it so we'll we'll have to leave it at that but yeah that's that's all we have are you sure yeah i think so unless that thing that i keep trying to remember is suddenly pops (laughs) in my head um but yeah that was uh that was fun Hope nobody hates us. We appreciate y'all listening to us. Uh, we love hearing from you guys, so definitely give us feedback in the article for this. Again, please don't start pointing out certain fa- uh, people, different podcasts. Uh, the discussion for this thread is really about reviewing and talking about the discussion that comes from what we've we've brought up here. Um, I just will say it: if you start bringing up particular podcasts or whatever in a negative light, I'll probably drop them out. Um, just just keep kind of positive and and what you kind of like to see from reviews and if you see something that we do in our reviews that you think is is kind of counter to what we're talking about here let us know and we'll see if we can fix it or or repair it or whatever but um it's been a fun discussion yes a lot longer than i thought it would be mm-hmm. so hope you all enjoyed thank you all for listening uh, definitely check us out at talkyspirit.com you can go there for our news reviews and coverage of new and old anime as well as our, our social media links on the right side you can go to our twitter Facebook, all that good jazz, YouTube, almost 1,000 subscribes. Thanks for anybody who's subscribing. Definitely subscribe there if you haven't already. Got something planned for 1,000 subs, so definitely check us out there. And again, the form at the top, you can click there and converse with some great people that all love anime and love to talk about anime. And we thank you all for listening. Oos! Awesome.